I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, I, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kisaki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. You know, Danny, there was a period of time there where, and I'm ready to get hurt again, wasn't really applying, but it's definitely applying now. Ladies and when and you kept bringing up that 13 wins is a real possibility. Remember hurts. that too? It hurts. It hurts. I know. But I know. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 15 of the Battered Fins Fans podcast. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic, Manny. That is my co-host, the Battered Jets fan, Danny G. Yes, sir. And, and Danny, it, it, it was a somber night, a somber Sunday night. And uh, mm -hmm. for the most part, I know we're going to be getting into it here in a moment. But you know, as always, I want to know how you're doing first, first and foremost, sir. Well, Sunday started off poorly as my Jets lost to the hated Bills. Yep. And then I had a lot of hope riding with you guys because we needed you to beat the Chargers, but you couldn't do that for me either. So Sunday was a, a little shitty for me. Yeah, but well. It's Monday. Doing better now. If there's a weekend where we could both be miserable, I take that any day of the week, obviously. Um, but we have an exciting show. We have an exciting full show today. And you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited about who we're bringing to the show today because I felt like this man was tweeting everything I was thinking. I, I, I had this thing and I discussed it with him yesterday when I was asking him to come on. I said, I have this, this rule that I won't tweet directly after a loss. I won't tweet during the game either because you know how quickly that could come back and bite you in the ass as well. Yeah. But let me tell you, all his tweets were spot on yesterday and there was just a few that were like right for today's show. And, and I felt what better guest to bring on today than the ghost of Adam Gase. Mr. Ghost of Adam Gase, welcome to the show. What's up, fellas? How are we doing? Well, as good as we possibly can be, sir. How, how about yourself? Doing a lot better, obviously. Clearly. I watched a uh, you know, big film guy. Watched a lot of film. Got that Nordic VPN. Got early access to that All-22. Yeah. A lot of problems, but, you know, you, you just feel a little bit better after. You know, you, the broadcast view gives you so many different angles. Nothing... Nothing is like nothing is even spatially correct from the broadcast view. Things look a little bit different, but there's still a lot of issues, man. A lot of problems. And we're, we're definitely I'm really we're, looking forward to hearing what you have to say, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I, I, I had the pleasure of watching it right after work today. And I, I will say there's definitely stuff that makes you feel um, better about mm -hmm. the loss. Maybe you don't feel that 100 percent comfortable with it yet, because like, like you tweeted yesterday, you should definitely beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And like all the analysts said yesterday, well, granted, that's a whole different thing for me. I hate when all the analysts pick the Dolphins to win. But there was a reason why they all felt that confident. And we should feel confident. But, Danny, before we get started talking about this game, I know we got a few questions for my host. You want to set it off first? You want, no, no, you go, you go first. Okay, go well, let, let's start with the name. Let's start with the name because Ghost of Adam Gase, me and Danny have this uh, love for Mr. Adam Gase, our oh, yeah. previous head coach. So Something we want to know – let, let's start there. Where did the name come from, man? Uh, dude, so I was I was on Twitter for like a long time. Um, yeah. And uh, 2018, when he got fired, I'm like, it would be pretty funny to start this like scam account with <laughs> it was it, if you go back and check the date that I started Twitter, it was the yeah. day he got fired. So the ghost oh. of Adam Gase. Was it so coincidence? Was it coincidence? Or? No, no, it was, I did it purposely because oh, he got okay, fired. Okay, I was just going to like scam it all on Adolfo Twitter. And like it kind of started for the first for the first month before it got old. Um I was like commenting as if I was Adam Gase's ghost, like commenting on things. <laughs> I don't know, like, you know what I mean? It was fucking stupid. You know, it, it's like, man, I do stupid. It's been shit. amazing. It's been amazing. I do stupid shit, and I just, dude, it just, um, I just kept it, honestly. And okay. that that Avi hasn't changed since 2018, since he got fired. No, I was gonna ask why the troll. Just because you're a troll account, or sure, yeah, I got that. <laughs> was pretty sweet. That was a pretty sweet Avi, dude. I just never changed it. All right, my follow-up question for you. When did the fandom start for you for these Miami Dolphins, and has it always been the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, I'm from the Northeast. Uh, I was born in Scranton, PA. Uh, moved around a bit, moved to uh, Connecticut, New Jersey. Ooh, so in, in around office. the office. Yeah, anyway, of course. Yeah, we know all about the office. Yeah. But uh, my dad was always a Dolphins fan. So since I was like a child, man, like we would go up to Buffalo, and like this is when winters were bad. 
like yeah. really bad. Um, we would go in December. We'd sit in Buffalo on on the bleachers, and Ralph Wilson, they called it back then. Uh, we'd go to the Jets games. We'd go to the Patriots games. So as far back as I can remember, I mean, I remember, like, I think I was, like, 10 year, or 12 years old maybe, 13 years old. Um, I, like, painted my face for Zach Thomas. He came over and, and gave us high fives and stuff. It was pretty cool. Like, we were we were all standing in the end zone in the, in the Bill Stadium, Ralph Wilson. But uh, that's, like, one of my earliest memories is uh, – like going up to Ralph Wilson in the blistering cold. My mom's all pissed off and she's like, why am I here? And me and my dad are just having a blast. My brother was there and we would stay in the hotel that the Dolphins would stay at. Um, if uh, if you guys remember, we, we uh, me and my dad, we got stuck in an elevator with, uh, if you remember, Antoine Smith from the of course. Uh, we actually got stuck in an elevator with Antoine Smith for like 40 minutes. It was like that was, and I didn't know who it was, obviously. And I, dude, I'm decked out from like head to toe with Dolphins gear. I got my face painted. My dad's just standing there with like a huge smirk on his face. <laughs> that was a pretty cool story. That is a pretty cool story. And I appreciate you, you sharing that with us because obviously you got a big presence on Twitter. And, um, no, pretty, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. And, and the fact is that it's, you know, obviously you tweet a lot. Like you, you're, you're definitely, you're definitely a presence and you tweet a lot, but it's always better when I ask these questions from the people that join the show, just so you can learn a little bit about where the anger comes from, where the fandom comes from. And that's kind of where I go with, go, go with that. Because are you in they, South Florida now? No, no. Uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Um, I, yeah, I go back and forth, but uh, oh, yeah, okay. I've been, I haven't, I haven't lived in New, or I haven't lived in Florida. Um, just go there for the games. I honestly like my first, my first games in person in Miami was like three years ago. So oh, just recently. Okay. okay, that's cool. So we should Brian, places. The Brian Flores era. <laughs> yep, saw Brian Flores. That was my first in like in a Hard Rock Stadium. Okay, okay. We always went well, to the, the Northeastern games. Well, Danny, anything else before we get before we hop on it? No, I just think that we're living in the wrong spots. I want to be up well, there. Well, I'm definitely in the right here? spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to leave South Florida, sir. I, we, we've had. Oh, no, you're right. Actually, I don't. I love it down here. Right. So quit your shit talking. You don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> no, I live All in right. paradise. I'm good. So one of the common tweets yesterday from a lot of our fan base goes was, is it time to call this team a bunch of frauds? And I guess I kind of know where you stand. So before I go to you, I guess myself and Danny will kind of lean – Lean to the voice of reason here for a second. When I watch today's the, the game again today, I I can't be on that boat just yet calling us frauds. And, and my my thought process to why is that 49ers game was it telling? Sure, nobody expected Brock Purdy to look that good, and for us not to put the type like have Tua look so bad, like after having so many games of Tua looking good. I told Danny last week, I don't think he comes out and there's no way he could come out and have that type of performance again. In my heart of heart, I believe there is no way that he could come out and I think close to finishing this, the first half, it was three of 17 for like 25 yards at one point. Mm-hmm. And I, I, for the life of me, could not figure out what is going on with this guy. And we're going to get to all these topics, but Danny, real quick, are you ready to label the Miami Dolphins a fraud based off the, the 0-2 that you've seen so far? No, um, I, I always said that going into these three games, you would probably end up one and two. I thought that the Chargers would be the win. Yep. But you still could end up one and two. If you beat Buffalo, everybody's going to change their minds and be like, okay, maybe they are, you know, they are still contenders. They turned it around. They figured it out. So if you guys go 0 and 3 in this stretch, then maybe not frauds, but definitely not as good as I thought you guys might be. But no, I'm not ready to call you guys fraud. Not, not yet. But you have to beat Buffalo. If, if you don't beat Buffalo, then then obviously perception is going to change. Well, then this kind of segues perfectly into you, Ghost. I remember you you had a few tweets about next week's game. Smoke had a few tweets about next week's games where I don't, maybe your thought has changed since last night. And by all means, you're going to let me know now. But there are still a lot of people think we're going to get, I'm going to quote him here, getting curb stomped next week against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. But by all means, sir, do you still feel like this team – are frauds or do you think it's just there's more to it than people are taking into account now well even uh preseason i had us one and two in the stretch and then uh you know as things develop you know that like the you you see you know where teams stand bills aren't like dude i mean the, the division obviously goes through the bills 
but they have a lot of issues. They're a very mm-hmm. beatable team. I mean, they're losing games that they should win. I mean, obviously, like good teams don't fumble the ball inside their one yard line. They don't. They don't. You know, ground a pass in in, uh, in Miami in week three to to win the game. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, they're they're beatable. That's the thing. Josh uh, Josh Allen's making a lot of mistakes. Um, but yeah, I had us one and two in the stretch. Same thing. Had us beating the Chargers, and then I had us winning the final three games. I believe it's uh it's Packers, and then at Patriots, then Jets at Miami. I had us winning those three games, finishing twelve and five. But I mean, dude, I mean, you called it before. It's it's you know, you're, you're in the moment. You're pissed off. Like I was angry, man, because and we the thing were. is, the thing is, like I wasn't angry. After, if you if you followed if you followed on Twitter, like I wasn't mad after the 49ers game. I'm like, this sucks. Like we I mean, we, we go in as four and a half point underdogs. Right. First of all, that's a big thing. I yep. mean, Brock Purdy comes in. This guy's I don't think Jimmy G, I don't think Jimmy G is going to get his job back. Like there's I'm no with, way I'm that with you. I'm with you. I mean the way that he's play, he's dotting te- he's dotting teams up. I mean Brock Purdy no, looks he, good. He, <laughs> it's funny because I actually I, I I love betting and I actually bet on the Iowa State Cyclones so many times when Brock Purdy was there with uh, Brees Hall. Um they would always cover. It was incredible. Um so it was kind of funny watching him play. But uh you know back to the topic like yeah I mean I got to go back like we're not you know I don't think we're frauds. If we go into Buffalo Bro, everything changes. Like nothing in the last two weeks matters. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing that matters if we go up and win in a snowstorm, which favors underdogs, man. Like people are kind of like switching. Oh, this is the Bills weather. This is the you know this is all the Bills. I mean, bad weather favors an underdog. I mean, if they went up there in just thirty degrees and it's just like kind of wet and it's just Buffalo weather, crappy Buffalo weather. Yeah, um, yeah Buffalo Bills. They, you know, they're probably gonna roll, but bad weather favors the underdogs of the team. And the Bills are are built like a like a soft team anyway. It's not like they have like bruisers. They don't have a, a yep. stout running game. They have yep. Devin Singletary back there. That guy's not running between the tackles. Yeah. And then you have soft ass Stephon Diggs on the outside with Gabe Davis on the other side. You don't have nothing to worry about. It like Josh Allen maybe with his legs, but outside of that, like their offense isn't necessarily built to win. Let, in the snow. Let, let's not get ahead of all the topics. I'm going to be picking your brain about here, yeah. Danny. I, I already not figured fun. you were going to. I already figured you were yeah, going to pick on the answer. Road. To answer your question, yeah, I got to backtrack on that. But you, dude, everyone knows that. Like, dude, I mean, if people want to, like, if I want to martyr myself, that people can just scream at somebody after a win and be like, "Oh, yeah. you're a fucking idiot." That's fine. I'll be that guy. I don't care. I'm going to be off the office winner like a year anyway, so it doesn't right. matter. And, and that's that's the crazy part about it. And we'll get to it in in a few yeah. topics. But it's like, like there's a certain somebody out there, which I'm sure you know, they're keeping receipts on people, right? They're keeping oh, receipts about people. And I'm like, if you could honestly say on Twitter, Instagram, whatever platform you're on, that you've never had a bad take, you're full of shit. Whether you've posted it online, whether you've said it to a group of friends, somewhere, somewhere, you've said a very bad take. <laughs> but I'm not one to keep receipts. To get, and I'm not one to get, get mad at people because I appreciate your fandom. Like I, yeah. I, I, you can tell when somebody's not a fan, and you can tell when somebody's full of shit and just trolling along. You're definitely not a troll, and, and that's I wouldn't have invited you on if I if I thought that you you were the latter. But yeah. I'm glad you went back and watched the game. I doubt Danny had an Danny is a teacher, by the way. I doubt he had an opportunity to go back and watch the game and win. No. So I'm gonna start with you, Ghost. When you went back and watched this game, two big losses on the road. Who, in your eyes, who gets the majority of the blame here? Um, so I think McDaniel called it, he called a pretty good game against San Francisco. Um, I think he had a pretty good game plan. They did put on tape though, that they're going to drop the linebackers 10 to 15 yards. Don't buy in the play action. The linebackers are specifically told, I mean, I, I don't know for a fact what they said in the locker room, but as a linebacker, your first two steps are forward. And then you drop into a zone. Once you see that, that, that ball come up, they're sprinting their back to the quarterback immediately. As soon as that ball snapped, whether there's a mesh, whether there's a play fake, anything like that, um, that was put on tape in the uh, San Francisco game, which I still think McDaniel called a, a good game. The windows were a bit tighter for Tua, something that he's not used to. I mean, he's he did, ha- you know, we had the luxury of, you know, two of the best wide receivers in the game. I mean, Jalen Waddle, I'm still going to put him top 10. He's had a, a rough two weeks. Tyreek Hill clearly the number one or number two favorite, depending on if you're a rival fan, you're not, you're not going to put him number one, but I think he's number one. Um, so the, you know, the first, you know, the, the, the Niners game, I really don't blame too much, but Tua could have been, if Tua was on, I mean, we win the game. Uh, this second game, I was, I was obviously pissed at Tua. I was pissed at the team. Um, even though I think Boyer is a terrorist, I really don't like the guy. I think he calls the worst defense. Dude, you're, you're going to set your feet at the sticks on a third and seven inside the 10. Like that's the, the dumbest. I hate when he does that. Cause last, if you remember in 2020, 2021, 
when we ran that zero blitz, it, there was a press on the outside. And yes, everyone, we had, we had Byron Jones, the line. we had Byron Jones, we had uh, Brandon Jones, we had Nick Needham, we had X on the outside. So probably, yeah, we can press, but I mean, you can still throw off the timing with these guys, but he's sitting them at the stick. So that's another story. Um, I'm not going to put on the defense. Um, McDaniel, but that's why you guys give up that first touchdown. Yeah, McDaniel did not adjust, man. Like he really didn't adjust. There, there's a few different plays. I'm sure you'll see it when you or you did watch it, obviously. I did. I, did. I mean, um, the, they were leveraging the, the safety on the outside, and all the corners did. And they, they were they weren't playing man across the board, but they were, you know, they were they were passing up basically whenever somebody went in motion, the man covering the the boundary corners weren't covering them. They would send a nickel guy with him, and then the boundary corner would have full inside leverage. He wouldn't let anything inside because everything they do is is going to be, it's going to be a dig route. It's going to be the the dagger concepts. It's going to be everything like that. Um, and they took that away. And McDaniel did try to adjust. It was a little bit late though um, when he did try to throw some hitches out there, um, outside breaking, and then to it he just didn't throw them. I mean, it's to be f- totally fair, it, it would have been like a twenty five yard cross uh, cross uh, um, hash throw, you know, opposite hash throw, and yeah. to a hitch. And I mean, like. It, it, at that point, game flow and everything, the, the few plays that, that Tua ran on, that's when they, they had those adjusts, and that was so late in the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, McDaniel did call a bad game. Tua, I mean, he's not without fault in this game. But after watching that, it's like there was no check down. There were most of the most of the routes ran in uh, the second half. Um, hardly did we see anything under 10 yards. It was just incredible because the linebackers were just bailing immediately and their back was to the quarterback and and most of the plays yeah so I, you know they, there was no adjustment i think mcdaniel we saw a lot of his stubbornness i think he uh, alf artega put it out there a little bit he was arrogant man like he was very he wants to show i think he wants to like he's cocky about his offense he wants to show off this offense i think he wanted to come in after that texans game if you watch the texans game it's the most arrogant play calling like i don't give a shit who you are we're just gonna like did you see how many deep routes that we had in the texans game yes. he tried the same game plan and Dude, it just didn't work. It, it didn't work. And, um, you know, we're going to have to scrap that completely, especially if there's a snow game coming up. I mean, we rarely see any 20. We, everyone wants to compare this offense to the chart or the um, to the Niners. We don't see any 22 personnel. There's no 21 personnel. Nope. There's no 12 personnel. Like, nope. what are we doing? I, you know, I don't see any Shannon. I don't see any resemblance of a Niners scheme. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 if there was a spectrum, I'm shifting it uh, more towards McDaniel than I did last night. Um, the Niners game. Again, I wasn't upset after that game. I was like, you know, we were there to it and looked, you know, he looked good. Um, you know, he, he missed a couple throws, but everything was there. Everything was wide open. The Chargers clamped things down, man, even their, their backups. And, and that's kind of Danny, before I let you start talking about Madden, which I know you're dying to talk about Madden. I'm going to put my two cents after watching this game. It, I put 70% at McDaniel's feet and I put the other 30 on the Chargers. The Chargers did what they were supposed to do. They literally studied the tape as as banged up as that defense was, everyone who stepped on that field did what they were supposed to do as players and played the hell out of the Miami Dolphins. I did not see Tyreek get that open outside of those, obviously that bomb that he mm-hmm. that he got for the touchdown and then obviously the scoop up. That one doesn't really count. Jalen Waddle was getting no separation. Trent Sherfield was getting no separation. For Cedric Wilson to actually get a, get a ball thrown his way and get a completion for 11 yards, that was surprising because that guy hasn't been open all year. But I agree with you. McDaniel did not do a good job of scheming his guys open, running different plays. I just – I basically felt like he brought the same exact <laughs> game plan from the 49ers and said, here, Chargers, I'm going to run the same exact thing because these guys are running open last week. They should be running open this week against a much worse uh, Chargers defense. That definitely wasn't the case. But all the credit – I can't say Tua goes without fault. And we're going to talk about Tua here next in a moment. Before, um, But, Danny – when you watch his game, are you on the same boat? Because I know that you've you've been like hating on the Madden style offense that uh, Mike McDaniel's well, been running. When you're gonna play against the was it like the third or fourth worst rushing defense in the league, you run the ball. Like even if you don't want to commit to it, you start with it a little bit. But tw- I think it was what, two two out of the first fourteen plays were passing plays. Yes. Play number fifteen and sixteen were both runs. Play fifteen went for six yards. Play 16 went for six yards, and then he fumbled. Tyree picked it up and ran into the house. I know that doesn't count as a rushing touchdown, but good things happen when you rush the ball. So try <laughs> rushing the ball. I don't understand why he has to, has this Madden mentality. I understand that it's fun, but on top of everything, your defense plays like shit on the road. I don't know why. I can't explain it. 
I don't know if any an expert has come out and explained what the hell happens. But on the road, you guys play like shit on defense. So if that's the case, help your defense. Run the ball. Let them get a breather. There's a reason why you, they're out there for 40 minutes, two games in a row. Because you guys are just throwing it. He's throwing in completions. And then it's, hey, defense, come back and try to stop uh, Justin Herbert again. Like it, it makes no sense to me why he's so stubborn and why he, he enjoys playing Madden. And like he said... It's arrogant almost. It's like, we can do this. And over the last two weeks, you guys scored 34 points, 17 and 17. Yep. It was that long uh, fumble recovery. Yep. Then it was that 60-yarder yesterday to Tyreek Hill. Yep. And then the 55-yard field goal. So all three plays weren't necessarily long drives. Correct. And then the week before, he had that very first pass play, which was like a 75-yarder to Sherfield. In, in like five seconds, right? And then he had, I think it was like a 40 or 50-yarder to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And then another field goal. I don't know how long that field goal was, but where are the sustained drives? There are none. It's it's boomer bust with them. And you got to change that, especially in the playoffs when the weather changes, when you're playing in the elements. Like this is cute and all, but he's got to change his he's got to stop being so arrogant, as Ghost said. Let, let me ask you a question before I move on to Tua, uh, Ghost. Do you chalk this up? You, you've seen many coaches in your in, in your time being a Dolphins fan. Do you chalk this up? as an error of a first-time head coach? Because he is technically a first-time head coach. Yes, he's been a play caller before. But technically, this is the first time where all the responsibility falls on his shoulder. Isn't it a little fair to say, all right, this guy is a first-year head coach. He's going to have his mistakes. Yeah, obviously, they're coming at the wrong time. But shouldn't we give him, I guess, a little soft spot here? Because I think it's unfair to just say, all right, he's doing everything wrong. There was even some fans already claiming we knew this guy wasn't it. We should we should start yes, over next season. I'm like, but you can't, come you can't on, to everybody on Twitter, right? Right. Twitter. But what I'm saying is just there's some obviously stupid points out there. But do you give him any grace in the fact that he is a first year head coach and all the responsibilities on his shoulder, dude? For sure. Yeah, I think I, if we want to talk about receipts, I think I tweeted that last week. I said we forget like. Everyone forgets that McDaniel is a first-year head coach because of the success that the Dolphins have had this season and how good right. they've looked. And we do – I mean, it, we haven't had a uh, a top-10 offense since, like, 1994 or something like that. It was some crazy stat. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a first-year head coach. He's going to he's gonna take his lumps. I mean, uh, I'm sure that he had some arrogance about him. I mean, the guy's got – you know, walks around with a bunch of swag. He's connected to the players. Um, he's basically like a player on the team who also coaches. I mean, he, it's really difficult to find a guy who connects with with the team on, on that kind of level. That's right. half the battle right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, first year hard coach. Anyone who's I, I saw some people people want to talk about jumping ship and like flip flopping and stuff like that, which is the dumbest terms ever. Those people are the people that are talking about like fire this guy, fire this guy. We got to draft this guy. That's free agency. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about free agency? Like, that's the people you got to go after. I mean, if you weren't, if, you don't go after the people that are just reactionary, but. McDaniel gets – I wouldn't even say it's a pass. It's just like things that happen when you're first-year head coach. You know, he 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 wanted to come out on Sunday night and show the world, um, you know, that he he's going to bat for his guys. He wanted to – I think he wanted to, to like show the world like four, a 400-yard game, 300-yard game, three touchdowns. And, um, you know, it just, it, it just didn't happen. But it, it's – people forget he's a first-year head coach. That's all it is. One thing that I've, I've gotten on his case about is how often he goes for it on fourth down. We and usually get it though. We do. You would yeah. be surprised. Listen, listen. I, I pulled up matters, the stats a couple weeks ago. But when it matters, he gets it. Well, by that's the way. what I mean. When it like when it when we need a first down on fourth down, we get it. So I I understand like like a first quarter, like it'll be fourth and one. We're it's like on the okay. twenty yard line. We don't get well, it, but we end up winning the game. I totally maybe. get that. I, I, what, what, I can't, what are the stats anyway? I can't, anyway? I can't, I can't talk anyway? to that. I'd have to pull it up again. He looked it up, but it was weeks low. Ago, we looked it was at low. it. It was like 27, like 31%, something along that line. It was like that doesn't, that doesn't even seem right. Top 10. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I we get it a lot, but I think it's just the, the severity of the downs. Like the, the San Francisco game, like Jesus, like some of the fourth downs that we got there were, were incredible, man. But uh, no, I get that for sure. But by the way, real quick, before we get into this next topic, Spare Fingers said, yes, definitely run the ball. Been saying that, Danny. That is Spirit Fingers in the show, watching and showing support. Much love, Gloria. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we're going to talk about a big one now. It's Tua broken. And after after watching the last two weeks, <laughs> and, and listen, I couldn't, find, I couldn't find a better way to say this. And there, here's, the reason, here's the reason why. And Ghost, I'm coming right back to you. That's fine. It's Tua broken. You, you can say what you want about primetime. You can. 
But he's faced other bad defenses this year and has looked really good. But like you said, people adapt. Now they know what, what, what your strengths are. They know what the strengths of this offense are, so they're going to make adjustments. But this guy, what he's hung his hat on since he's coming to the league is how accurate he is, right? In the middle of the field. Not huge, not huge bombs. That, that's not his style. But he'll get the ball quick. He'll get the ball accurately, and he's going to get it to the players. At one point in this, this season, he hit like 13 different players in a game. So it's not like yeah. the fact that he only needs Tyreek and only Jaden Waddle. He can feed the ball across the field. So the, when I ask, is two of broken – I'm saying, what have you seen these last two weeks that all of a sudden we're not watching anything that reflects the player that has been for, for his career so far in Miami? You know, it's a, it, two is a timing and a rhythm guy. He's hitting that yeah. third step, the ball's out. He's hitting that fifth step, the ball's out. We rarely go seven step. Um, but yeah, I mean, the ball's out, especially after a mesh point and RPO. Yeah. Um, I think that there was, if you want to look at these two games, are you even? You could even go back to uh, the the last half of the uh, the Texans game when we lost a couple offensive linemen. Yes, that's when you kind of saw like the timing and the rhythm kind of just start taking a toll. Um, it, it really came to fruition fruition in the in the San Fran game. But we had guys open; they were hitting their hands. The two was a little bit off. You know, the, the accuracy was a little bit off on the wide open guys. And I don't think it was enough for McDaniel to say, we're going to totally get away from this or we need to really look at this. I really think he looked at the San Francisco game and said, hey, we have this. It's just a timing thing. This is just a rhythm thing. I think we're going to use a lot of this game plan going into the Chargers game. They're First of all, like he knew that the Chargers were decimated in the secondary. So obviously he's sure. going to attack them deep. There's no Derwin James. You have some rookie starting back there who's never started an NFL game before. Um, and I think I think the Chargers game, I think we're going to see a lot. There's going to be a lot of changes. Uh, I mean, the Bills game is going to be a little bit different. That's not really going to be our offense moving forward because I hope that McDaniel is going to be planning for like a more 22, 21, 12 personnel, stuff like that. But once we see the uh, once I see them at home against the Packers, I think that's when you're going to kind of see a new game plan. Um, and two is not broken, man. Like, of course, I get pissed off after after losses. You got to give me the Monday. Like, nothing. Listen, I, I, I got to cater to counts. some of those. I got to cater to some of those crazy Twitter people. That's why I asked the question the way I did. Yeah, nothing counts on a Monday, dude. And if they say, dude, whatever, I don't really care. I don't care. Like, I really don't care. Like, it's whatever. Sometimes I don't even read the mentions, man. I I, I apologize because I like to get back to everybody at least like argue with them a little bit. You definitely bit. do. But um. But yeah, I mean, dude, nothing, he's not broken. Um, I don't expect us to, I don't know if you're going to get into this in the game plan for, for the Bills or anything, so I'll hold yes. on that. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold off on that. But I think that the, that the Chargers game was the, that threshold part where he's like, all right, we, we got to start changing things. And you do. You just have to change things throughout the season. It's not like nothing's broken. Like every team goes through that situation, especially every successful team. I mean, terrible teams like uh, um, like like the Cardinals that you were seeing on TV. Like I, I haven't seen a different offense from them. All, all They've been running the same thing for the last four years. If you look at like teams, dude. If you look at these up and coming teams like the Lions, like they're going through all this adversity, their offense looks completely different, even when they played the the Dolphins uh, a, a few weeks ago. Um, every team has to adjust throughout the season. There's no team that's keeping uh, that's keeping. I mean, they're going to keep it until you fix it or until it gets broken. And I think that this Chargers game was that threshold point for Mike McDaniel, and we're going to see a lot of changes moving forward. He's not, dude. He's smart. He's probably one of the smartest coaches in the NFL. He comes from a great right. coaching tree. It's not like he comes from the Belichick tree. He's not a Matt Patricia. He's not a Brian Flores. Mm. No, nobody works. He's not a Josh McDaniels. Mm. Um, he's a smart guy, man. I mean, he, he's he's going to come back, and and I I just think he needed to hit that threshold, even if, even if he thought he could squeak out a win against the Chargers, it was still probably going to change anyway. If even if we won. So we're going to see a lot of different, but it, it, two is not broken. Uh, the scheme got exposed just a little bit, um, but you have to make changes. Every single good team does that. Every team. Danny, take it away. Well, I'm just curious to see how he's going to come out against the Bills because when you want to game plan and change things around, it's great. But having to do that in the elements against the number one team in the AFC, it's going to be a, it's going to be difficult because you're going to have to get away very far away from what you usually do because. I'm assuming the long pass isn't going to be there as as I don't want to criticize Tua's arm like I used to because obviously he's proved me wrong. Yeah. But I mean throwing it down the field in the snow isn't going to be an easy task. We know um, his strengths, dude. You don't have to talk, you don't have to walk in right, exactly. know what he's so, good at. Yeah. <laughs> so and then his strength is throwing it in the middle of the field. But the last two weeks they've taken that away. And I mean, I don't remember at least yesterday him throwing it to the sideline at all. He doesn't really throw it outside the hashes. So unless it's downfield, right. so I, I'm not. I, I I don't know what they're gonna do. And I, I'm really curious to see how Mike McDaniel treats this game because I don't know what he could do. 
maybe lean on the run game a little more, but the Bills' run defense is stout, so I'm not sure what the game plan is going to be. Well, we'll talk about that in a few minutes when we, when we preview the Bills' week. But in all in all fairness, in all honesty, I should say, Tua's far from broken. Um, I, I think you've seen enough of Tua this year, especially when, when he got injured earlier in the season, yeah. to know that this offense needs Tua Tungavailoa on it for us to be successful down the road, which I think we will continue to be. But let's move on to Danny's favorite topic. Let's oh, talk about it. I was going to say, well, before, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. do you, does it worry you that he doesn't throw it outside the hashes? Not at all. Not even a little bit. No, 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 it doesn't. And again, that, go, that goes back to the game plan thing. It's like yeah. we were doing what was working, man. Why the hell would we change that? Of course, like nothing's going to change. It's, I mean, you st- we were lighting teams. I don't care what their defense was ranked. I don't care where it was ranked. No. I mean, the Jets are going to see that, you know, that the Lions aren't a, aren't part of the soft schedule next week. And, and, no, and like you said, I mean, yeah. when you guys had them, they had only won like one game. Yeah. They've yeah. won like six in a row or five in a row since then. So, yeah. yeah. But no, it, it's, it's just a tough team. It's something that he could do, obviously. I mean, he's done it. We've I've seen him everyone's seen him throw outside the numbers. It's just yes. what has been working all season. And like there's no reason to go away from that. But I again I'm gonna go back to that threshold comment where the Chargers was that threshold where Mike Daniel's like, all right, now we gotta go to work. We gotta do something here. So I, I fully expect him to. It's gonna not look like what we see in the Bills game. Um, we'll probably first see that in the in the Packers game. I, I'm sure he's gonna come out with something special for the for, for the Bills game. And just, just real quick, I looked it up the fourth down conversion. You guys are currently ranked 22nd in the league as far as percentage goes, but it's better than it used to be. It's 47% now. There you go. You guys are 8 for 17. The Chiefs are number one. I'll take it. Chiefs convert at an 80% rate. Goddamn. Well, let's let's talk about another great stat, Danny. Let's talk about this defense because you texted me yesterday. You continue to bend, but you continue to not break. Yep. We gave up 23 points to the Chargers yesterday. You want to take a guess of how long our defense is on the field again during yesterday's game? 40 minutes. Close enough. 30 minutes and 38 seconds against the Charger. I mean, against the 90 Niners. minutes? 39 minutes and 38 oh, seconds. 39. Against the Niners, 40 minutes and 34 seconds. Obviously, you remember the Bills game, 40 minutes. Chicago, 34. Pittsburgh, 33. You get the trend where I'm going it with here. You could keep talking about this defense all you want, and people are like, oh, our defense sucks. Our defense sucks. Josh Borey definitely calls horrible plays at the wrong time. But they continue not to freaking break because they're giving our offense enough opportunities to get back on the field and put points on the board. That's what they should be doing. But, again, when I go back and watch his game, yeah, Justin Herbert looked good. He looked good going down the field. But when it mattered to getting in the end zone, they weren't getting in the end zone. So, going back to this defense, I we talked about it last week. Is this a, a, a playoff defense? I honestly believe so. We talked about Will Mansell. Will Mansell believes it is. I still believe it is. But the fact is that if the offense is keeping pace with the defense, as soon as we put you back in the field, Danny, you guys basically had six red zone trips where you put up nothing but field goals. We're not even doing that for our defense. So our defense can't even play with a lead right now. So I'm going to go to you because you love bashing this defense. What more what, what more do you have to see from this defense? To, I bash it because they've disappointed me two years in a row. Two years in a row, Fuck I predicted that the Dolphins would have – I predicted they'd be a top 10 defense and two years in a row. They've been like an idiot yeah. because they, and at home, what was it? I, I saw the stat yesterday. They showed it on the, on the broadcast. They had like the second best uh, home defense, but they're yep. dead last on the road. Again, yep. I can't understand that discrepancy, but Mike McDaniel takes some fault in that because you have to help there your you defense go. out. If, if, if none of your uh, drives are long sustained drives and you're just scoring on a 60 and 70 yard bomb, I mean, I get that it's cute and it's fun and let's celebrate, but okay, but now your defense can't even get their oxygen. Go yep. get your ass back out on the field. So, yep. like, help your defense out a little bit. I think that, that that has a lot to do with it. Like I said, over the last two weeks, all your scoring drives were quick, long plays of 50, 60, 70 yards. Right. Like, your defense is always out on the field, and that's going to kill you in the end. So, um, but yeah, I would love to hear uh, one of those, like, professional analysts, like, break down. Like, this is why they suck on on the road, because I just I can't make any sense of it. Well, I'm going to tell you, Ghost, before you give me your answer, you're spending 30. Let's go with let's go with the low average here. You're going 34 plus over the last several weeks that your defense is on the field. How many minutes? How many minutes are in a in a in a football game? 60. And more than half your defense is on it. You got to give me some love here. Protect this defense because I feel like they're definitely not the problem, especially the last two weeks. 
Yeah, it, it comes down to, I mean, it comes down to complimentary football. And this, yeah. I'm not taking shots at the Jets, but it's a perfect, perfect example. Of, Take the shot. Take no, the fucking it, shot. It's really not like you guys got Skylar. <laughs> dude, you guys got Skylar Thompson. It's we have we don't have a we don't have a uh, a good track record of backup quarterbacks winning games in Miami the last two years. I think they're one in yeah. twelve now. Is it one in twelve? Yeah. So when like you that. have a backup, yeah, we, we play with backups all year long. I yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you know, you go back to for example, you go back to the Jets game, right? And, you know, people want to say defense, 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 or like we dropped 40 points. And I mean, did you though? It's like we go back into the fourth, we go into the fourth quarter. Um, Jason Sanders, who hasn't been playing well for us, he misses a field goal. And I mean, imagine, like, imagine, I think you guys had seven punts up to that point in the game. And I mean, at the, you had, I think, I really think it was seven punts. You had the safety, you had like four field goals up to that point. Yep. Yep. And we didn't have a sink. We, we had one uh, offensive touchdown. It was like that long most run. And on seven possessions, we couldn't put up, we couldn't put up a field goal, dude. Like imagine imagine how that game goes if you I'm just gonna like go preach right now. If you score on, on like two or three drives, two out of seven drives, I'm gonna give Tua the benefit of the doubt there. If he's in the game, we're gonna score two. And it has nothing to do with like the I'm not arguing the Jets or Dolphins score, you. but I'm talking about complimentary football and it really what pissed me off. And like I'm not an agenda pusher on on the app. I'm gonna tell you exactly what I think always. And people say, oh, you flip-floppy. I'm like, I'm going to tell you what I think about the game. The defense, like when I saw people tweeting about the defense, like, oh, this defense sucks. Get them off the field. Boyer sucks. I'm like, they're the only reason why we're in this game right now. Like they're legitimately, the at one point, they were the only reason why Miami was in that game. And I, I get it. People want to push the agenda. Like people, Dolphins Twitter is weird, man. Like people want to immediately, as, as soon as like two start struggling or the offense starts struggling, they immediately like flood the timeline with like alternate universe and alternate takes as to why this isn't why it's not working. And it's just like this weird thing that happens. It's fine. Like I get it. But the the defense, you know, Ben, don't break you 40 minutes on the field against the Steelers. I mean, Kenny Pickett, not the greatest, not the greatest uh, quarterback in the league. We gave up 10 points, man. Josh Allen at home. I mean, it's a different home defense, but he's on the field for 40 minutes. They ran 90 plays, dude. They ran the they ran the they ran ninety plays and they scored uh what what did they put up? Nineteen points? Twenty uh, the, the Bills, it was a nineteen Ten, or twenty. Well, seventeen yeah, yeah. points because two points were a safety. Correct. So it, it's there's no I mean, if we, our defense isn't great. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not a great defense, especially being down it's not. Byron Jones, Brandon Jones, Nick Needham, like the Emmanuel Ogba's hurt for the season. Um so we we had some key injuries, but dude, you overcome injuries, you don't get excuses. And it, we need to start – if we play complementary football, the defense is good enough. And, like, it's not the kind of – so the Jets, for they don't need an offense. Like, there could be almost, like, 5% offensive support and 95% of the offense – or 95% of the uh, of the game is all the defense making plays, and the Jets could still be in the game. You can't do that reason, Miami. It's got to at least be, like, a 60-40 with Miami. 60% offense, 40% defense. Even, like, 70% offense, 30% defense. Um, it, it, the Jets, and it's funny because like the Jets kind of remind me of the 2020 Dolphins team where we were having a lot of trouble. You know, we had a young quarterback on offense, obviously not Mike White, but we had a uh, young two on offense. And like, dude, we had one of the best defense in the league. Like we were winning games strictly off of this defense and two was, two was game managing. He was performing well, but we weren't scoring points. We were, we were making sure we got the ball back seven or eight times a game. And we would probably score on maybe two or three of those. And that's it. That's it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. as, as soon Round as pounds. the defense isn't good. I get that, but they're good enough it, with complementary football. Like if you were to if you were to put you know weight or boulders on someone's shoulders on the shoulders of the offense and the defense, if you put sixty percent of the weight in the offense and forty percent of the weight on the defense, I think we're totally fine. I think we'd even get away with like seventy percent of the weight on the offense, thirty percent on the defense, um, and we'd be we'd still uh, be fine. But we can't just like we have Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. We can't be putting up 17 points a game. We just can't do that and expect the defense to to stop like a you know, just Herbert. I mean, he's no dude. How whoever he's no slouch. Say, he's no, he no Brock Purdy. He's top 10 quarterback easily. I mean, arguably people could argue argue top five. They got sure. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, like uh, Jordan Palmer or whoever that is. Um, but Austin yeah, Eckler was looking good yesterday as well. That's the thing. We have to play complimentary football. The defense isn't good. I will go on record saying that. We don't have a good defense, but it's good enough. If, yes. the, if the if the Bengals defense was good enough to make a run last year and their offensive line was was bad enough, like 32nd in the league last year to make that run, the Dolphins defense is good enough. But there has to be that complimentary football. There has to be those sustained drives. Like I can't remember the last time we had a seven-minute drive or an eight-minute drive. Can't remember it. 
And I think your defense is good enough if you're playing at home. I, I think on the road, it's going to be really tough for you guys to win playoff games. And that's why I kept saying that you guys need to win the division. Because <laughs> for you guys to make a long run, I, I think that you guys need to have those home playoff games. But you honestly don't believe on the road the last two weeks, if our office, if our office was putting up more than 17 points, it wouldn't have been good enough? You honestly don't believe that? Oh, it definitely would. I mean, it, our it, offense yeah. wasn't supportive. No, we win those games with with any bit of but offense. Because our, right, and that's my point, Danny. Because our it's not complimentary right now, and we're putting up a touchdown on the first quarter, and then we go four quarters not doing anything, and we put another trash touchdown at the end. What else can you expect from this defense? Yeah. We're too many men down and too many high caliber players down on our defense for it to be the twenty twenty defense. So what I'm saying is, we're good enough on the road and at home. But to be, uh, to be in, that good. in the playoffs, you're playing against a bunch of Justin Herberts, really good quarterbacks. Yes. You can only do that, Ben, but don't break so much. You guys might have not broken yesterday, but yeah. you guys gave up almost like 500 yards. <laughs> like they were moving the ball. So, I mean, eventually they're going to knock it in. Well, that's the point we're trying to make. Like, eventually, right. yes, they're going to score. But I think this defense was – defense definitely did enough last last night. I mean, you can make the case for 49ers. Like, you know, they got a good offense. They got great offensive right. players. Christian I McCaffrey win that game if he hits a few, a few of those throws. Yes. But last night, man, the only reason we were in – like, in the fourth quarter, the only reason why we were even in that game before they went up two possession was because of that defense, man. On this, that first drive, didn't you guys stop him on fourth down inside yes. the red zone? In, yeah, yeah. Twice we did that. And yeah, we, so we, we had two turnovers on fourth down in uh, in the game. So it's like so yeah, so yes, it's it's Ben, but don't break. I, yeah. I I get I get that. And if they go for the field goals, they almost hit thirty points. So I, I get everything. What I'm saying is that it needs to be better. We and wouldn't if it's have not, to bend. You, just gotta, you need those home games. I get it, but we wouldn't have to bend as much if our offense was playing complimentary. And that's my and only. That goes and that's back to not. playing Madden with Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Run oh, the fucking it. ball. Drives, yeah, I mean sustained drive. You kind of hit the nail on the head. Like if we had sustained drives with this defense. They played well enough football. Like we For get sure. enough stops. The point, the point, if you're going to take one thing away from this defensive conversation, we make enough stops for the game for the offense to score more points than the other team. That's what we do. That's the that's the best point you can possibly make, and we're just not doing it the last two weeks. You, you guys are looking like the Chiefs. When the Chiefs, they didn't have a, an above-average defense. They had an average defense. But with Patrick Mahomes, they were on the field long enough, right? They they didn't all like they actually ran the ball with I forgot this guy's long name. I forgot oh, he was a rookie at the time, but they would run the ball not as much as a regular team that didn't have Patrick Mahomes, but enough where you kept the defense offense and, and you let your defense rest a bit. But you guys just don't fucking run the ball. Yesterday, I think you guys had 16 runs. I think it was like 19, but three of them were two up. So it's 16. And the majority of them were in that second half when, all right. The defense is just – the linebackers are just dropping back to make sure that they don't have those deep end routes. So let's yep. just take these six yards. So they kept taking the six yards and moved up the field that way. But without that, you guys didn't run the fucking ball. That shit was fucking frustrating. I'm with you. Because I, I needed you guys to win last night. What's yeah. frustrating is – it's frustrating to you as a Jets fan, but us at home that are Dolphin fans, it's even more frustrating because – I needed you guys to win. You guys are still in the playoffs. I'm out of the playoffs now because of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I think 10 wins gets you in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but let's talk about that. We're talking about Bills Week. And, Danny, before we go to Bills Week, I know you said you wanted to pop in a little video before we start talking yes, about Bills yes. Week. I wanted to ask you guys to see if this is true. Listen to this. Tell me if this is true. And last night it was 55 degrees in Los Angeles. The Dolphins had heaters on their bench, and now they better that true? double the heaters oh. and when they go to Buffalo. I don't believe it. Is this I don't true? Believe yeah, it. There, was a, there was a photo of a heater on the bench. I don't believe it. I saw, you guys I had heaters. Saw. In 55 degree, like I expect my wife to do something like that because she's very dramatic when it comes to like it hitting like 69 degrees that she has to throw on a scarf. But my God, NFL players need heaters. At 55, You're not gonna, what the hell are you guys going to do on Saturday? You're not going to get an explanation from me, dude. I'm from the Northeast. I wear I'm shorts. not either. I wear shorts in 40 degrees. I, you know what I mean? It well, doesn't... maybe not 40 degrees, but I rock shorts in 50 degrees. Weather. I'm born and raised in South Florida, and I rock shorts in a tank top in 40 degree weather. I don't know why they had heaters, Danny. I I, I don't even want to get into yeah, it. There was a journalist on the sideline who took a picture of it, and I thought it was like an LED lamp or something like that for the, <laughs> the helmets. Like that, the, you know that the, they put the helmets on the, those little stacks there, and they have like a little infrared uh, sanitizing thing or whatever. I thought it was it, yeah. they put it on that, but it, it was a heater. It really but, was. By the way, no, look, man, they're gonna have I'm a, gonna gonna have a tough time on Saturday. Well, let, let's talk about that and. Uh, spare fingers again. Our defense isn't the best, but they are holding it together. They are tired, so we need to run the ball more. And Danny, that that kind of goes to what you've been saying for many weeks now. We definitely need to run the wall. But let's go. 
Let's go ahead and preview this week. And Danny, I'm coming to you first. Why? Because you literally just played them. They're not that good. They're not. And we're, we're, we're definitely going to get started right there. At the beginning of the season, you and I both allotted, which I'm sure goes, uh, you, you thought the same thing. We both said, all right, this is the Bills division. Based off what we saw last year, based off of that showdown between the Bills and Chiefs, we're like, the Bills are going to come down and they're going to wreck shop along with the other powerhouses of the NFL. But let me tell you something, sir. I don't feel that same way with them anymore. Yeah, they're the number one seed right now. They're playing decent ball. but well, They're my, a good team. They are, but not like I'm scared of you anymore. Like, by far, when you guys used your kryptonite on Josh Allen a few weeks ago, and, and, I, and I allotted that on your Jet show, I said, maybe you found something. And then, some, and then they lost again. And then they haven't been looking that great. A reporter yesterday said to Josh Allen, it goes, I'm, I'm sure you saw this because the, the video was tweeted a few times by CBS. They basically said, your offense isn't looking like a Super Bowl offense right now. And he just said, <laughs> okay. And it's true. I'm looking at it. Josh Allen doesn't look like an MVP right now. The Bills aren't that impressive on offense. They're solid on defense. They beat the shit out of Mike White yesterday. Yeah. Matt Milano fucked that guy up yesterday. Mm-hmm. And listen, one, one guy that I've always liked is Matt Milano on that defense. So, Danny, I'm coming to you first, sir. Dolphins are visiting the Bills this weekend. What should we expect? Well, with with the weather, I'm I'm not – as much as I Let's would love to see you guys you beat the Bills, it's supposed to be seven inches of snow. Um, yeah. Supposed to be seven inches of snow. Um, I, I unfortunately, although I don't, I don't think the Bills are as good as I thought they were previously. Josh Allen hasn't looked great over the last couple of weeks. He threw for like 145 yards this past weekend. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys are pressing as much as you used to last year when you guys would do zero zero blitz. I think we were pressing because, more this last game than more, than most of the season. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what's wrong with Xavier Howard. I, I don't think he's looked the same this year. He. Unfortunately, he just hasn't looked as dominant as he has in years past. Um, so I don't know if you guys are going to press. If you don't press, I mean, I guess that that's a worry. But if you can, if you can press them, I mean, Josh Allen hasn't looked great. He's more productive with his legs than anything, at least against the Jets when I've watched him closely. So I, I just, if it wasn't for the snow, I'd say you know what? I think the Dolphins have a great chance to win this. But because of the elements, I unfortunately don't. I, I, I think that the Bills are going to take this one, as much as I hate to say that. All right, goes. We're not quite there yet, but you've watched the Bills, and we also watched the Bills very closely um, at the beginning of the season. I, I don't feel like this is going to be anywhere near. Uh, our son killed their team, basically. Like they had players like falling They're to their still knees. They're so pathetic. Like uh, OSHA was called on the Miami Dolphins right after that game because of how yeah. many Bills fans were crying about it. But this is going to be a whole different element. Like, if we if we needed space hitters yesterday for 55 degrees, and now this – at game time, it's going to be – give me one second – 32 degrees, like Danny said, with seven inches of snow for that game. How do you feel about this game coming into it? Because, again, the Bills aren't – you can say what you want, and I'm saying it. The Bills don't look that impressive, but guess what? Neither do we right now offensively. So how confident, if there is any, are you coming into this game? So the one thing that's that's changed um, over the last couple of years, like you said, we used to like dude, when when Josh Allen would play Miami the last two years. I'm like, dude, I'm not even counting. The, basically, nope. you're looking at the schedule. And it's just immediate check off, immediate check right. off, immediate check yeah. off. But their offensive game plan is Josh Allen has to be Superman for four quarters, and when he's not, they lose the game. When he when Josh Allen makes mistakes they lose the game. It's that simple. Like if you force Josh Allen to mistakes, look at that Jets game made mistakes. Look at the Dolphins game guy almost threw six interceptions, three of them being pick sixes. Um, He was great. He grounded the the last football. That was a a game winning touchdown an easy, an easy walk in score threw right in the ground. Yep. So yeah, it's not the bills of the past, but Josh Allen's good, man. He's, he's one, he's one, a one B with Patrick Mahomes right now, but when he's not Superman for four quarters and, you know, I'm on the opposite side of this whole bad weather thing. Bad weather favors the underdogs, man. It really does, and I'm a I'm a true believer in that. I really do believe that. I believe McDaniel's going to come in with a completely different game plan, or or at least something that, that's going to be a wrinkle for this game. He knows the elements. He knows what needs to be done. I trust him. But uh, yeah, it, it, the the question is, um, are the Bills just going to try to you know hold the ball, run possession? Is you know when Josh Allen takes off and runs, how are we going to handle that? Miami does not even historically, especially this year, 
good with running quarterbacks. We always haven't been. It's always been like a huge Achilles heel for us. Yes. Like Justin Fields this year completely killed us. Josh Allen um, killed us a little bit, but we really got to him. Um, we, you know, we had a lot of the starters on, on defense for that game. And it's but, a lot uh, of design runs. It is. You know, it's a lot of design runs. And, you know, I think the elements – I know it sounds counterintuitive, but I really think that favors Miami in this game. I, I, I really I hope it snows as much as it does, I, as much as possible. I hope there's as much snow in that field as possible. I hope there's as much interference between Josh Allen's snaps, between his footing, everything. Because anything can happen then. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, okay. I, I can see. So you're saying that just anything can happen for both teams then? I mean, dude, that, that – the uh, when the Patriots went up there and played in that tornado and that like hurricane or hur- like uh, yeah hurricane weather tornado weather up in uh, uh up in Buffalo that one I mean Patriots were horrible that uh, what was it twenty was it last year or was it twenty twenty I think it was twenty 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 yeah they threw the ball three times and won the game yep. I mean come on man you're not going to tell me that the, the Patriots have a chance in that game with just like a normal forty degree night in in, in Buffalo but uh yeah you know Buffalo is a beatable team. I think that, you know, just watching the Jets defense, it's like they really make you earn every single yard. It's just such a frustrating defense to watch, a very stubborn defense to watch. They, you know, if you move the ball on them, it's seven yards dot your tackle, seven yards dot your tackle, three yards dot your tackle. There's no yards after catch. Like you're not hitting deep balls on sauce with, you know, his pass interference and his holding. That's not getting called all season. But, uh, you know, different Where's point. Gunny? Where's Gunny? Yeah, yeah. We need him? I, I've, I've been saying the same different thing. Point. I don't know how Every, he's hey, getting hey, away hey, with hey, it. If you get away with it, you get away with it. You know, yeah, I don't know how he's getting away with it, but I'm not complaining. Not sure. Yeah, you can't complain. But, yeah, I mean, wrap up my point. You know, the, I, the Bills are beatable. And, you know, I think that it, I'm on the complete opposite side of the fence. I think the elements favor Miami in this game. Let me Outside ask you a question. Outside of Josh Allen, I think they rush less than you. Probably, yeah. Because the ball's in his hand every single play. Their, sure. off, their offense has never been Josh Allen has to be Superman for four quarters. He's Superman for like two and a half, three quarters. You know, they'll run the ball. They had a good defense. They had a decent running game. But, I mean, he this year they're really leaning on him. They're out a lot. Dude, they are out a lot of players still. I mean, Poirier, I think he came back. Michael Hyde came back. Um, but their offensive line is disastrous. Their offensive line is as much in shambles as the Dolphins, as believe it or not, as far as like backups. I think they're on like their fourth offensive tackle right now. Yeah. But – uh. Yeah, he has to be Superman for literally 60 minutes. By and the if way, he's not, if he's not, they lose. By the way, Spearfinger loves your positivity. She said, definitely bring on the snow. It, it, it's, definitely gonna, it's definitely coming. It's definitely coming. I have a quick question for you. You don't have to spend too much time on it because sure. I, hate, I hate going into the past. Last time that we were in a bad weather game was in Tennessee. Of course. Is there any inclination in your brain that we may see a repeat of that? No, because Flores threw the ball 46 times that game. Okay. McDaniel's right. not going to do, do. – <laughs> I don't know. Like, you would I like, don't know. You would, hope. you would hope. Now, the thing is, if McDaniel does cool, do something not. like that and, and we see like a repeat, I have some serious questions. But there's okay. no way this guy – this guy's way, he's way too smart for that stuff. And I, I think, agree. again, I, I have to go back to that threshold. I think that was a really good point saying like – he was almost there where like, we're going to make some changes off. He's like, I think we could get away with this for one more game. And then we didn't. He's like, all right, we're scrapping this. We got to go to Buffalo and and make some changes. But I don't think he's the floor is through the ball 46 times. It was just a terrible game. Dude. Do you think they uh, should loosen up this whole RPO offense where you kind of make two a think too much before the snap? No, he excels at it, man. He really excels at it. And, and you know, the RPO it's, it's more of a post snap read than pre-snap. I mean, he's reading the safeties, They'll read if it's like a cover four or a press or like a banjo on the outside. But Danny, I mean, re- reading hasn't been his issue at all this season. Uh, yeah, he, but I'm saying with, with with the way he's performed the last two games, he I might get be it. getting into his own head, right? Overthinking things now because he's playing poorly. And Fair then enough. you got a game again. I'm bringing up the snow again because I do think it's yep. going to be a problem. Do you not just want to be like, like, this is the play, just fucking run it? You know, again, I got to go back with the body of work with Tua. For yep. the year, mm-hmm. and it, it he, I don't think Tua was outstanding his first two years. I mean, you know, his rookie year, it's always like a throwaway year. Yeah, I that's think Brian he, fucking Flores' fault. I think he, I think he played well. His, his rookie, I mean, decent his rookie year. Twenty twenty one, I mean, well, twenty twenty, we overachieved. Like that we, again, the twenty twenty Dolphins team is literally what the Jets are doing this year right now. Mm-hmm. If you put them side by side, identical, they are. The twenty twenty one team who had some expectations, like could we sneak in the playoffs, like with Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson as, as our wide receivers, and you know Jalen Waddle came in, and, and we almost did again. It's two two winning seasons in a row, um, but this season, like Tua got better. 
Like it's not just Mike McDaniel. Tua also got better. I and agree. people who people who want to pretend that like two like two was this this guy is like almost offensive to him. Like he should I'm sure he doesn't give a shit, but he should be offended that people are like, oh, this was Tua. All this is the same Tua that we saw in 2020. No, dude. He it's also not. got better. Like you have to admit he got a lot better than when he was in 2020, 2021. McDaniel helps a lot. It helps when a coach believes in you. And you know, it, it helps when you have the support of, of the, the front offense or offense office jesus christ um but yeah i mean he got better you know he in post read you know to back to your question post read i think he's great i i don't think you lead the league in almost every single passing category for 13 to 14 weeks and then all of a sudden jump ship on Tua. it's like no get 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 your shit together because Tua is definitely not the problem he's definitely had bad games nobody's taking that away from him but just one last thing here we, we'll go. The bills. Here we go. Here we go. Can we finally put to bed the whole because we had this discussion before where you're like, I'll still take Tua over Herbert. Can we put that to bed? I'm not answering no. that question. Okay. No, I, it's okay. just it's two different right. players. It's just it's not I know, but me and Manny different. went back and forth. He's like, no, fuck that Tua bitch. I'm like, all right, fine. I mean, dude, that's just Dolphins Twitter, man. Like <laughs> savage tribal groups, man. You gotta find like there's that spectrum. There's like over here. I will not be canceled. You got to like canceled. You got to converse like right in the middle where right you know, kind of I sit. And, hey, I'm okay. Look, hey, people were like, oh, Mike White's better than Tua. I was like, dude, it's been like two games. Relax. That's a, that's a <laughs> crazy thing. I know it is. It is. But that's what I'm saying. Look, I wouldn't say blasphemous, but yeah, I do think that it's it's a little premature because I know he's had a couple 300 yard games. But come on, Mike White. It's like he's almost 30 years old. Relax. All right. Well, it's time. It's time to pick this game. And uh, Danny, you're going to do the honors because you got to see this team last week. If you had to give an honest opinion about what do you think is going to happen on Saturday night, what do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. I think the whole bend but don't break thing is going to be what you guys hang on to for a while. But Josh Allen will get into the end zone with his legs like he did against us. Because if you shut down the pass, then he's just going to fucking run, which is frustrating as hell to watch. I think he's going to rush for two touchdowns. I think they'll get... Maybe a field goal. I think it'll be like 17-10. I think that I think the Bills unfortunately I, pulled it off. I appreciate the fact that you gave us 10 points. Ghost, go for it. It's gonna sound really weird. But when I pick games this year, I go back to my preseason schedule of what I checked off as a win, what I checked off as a, as a loss. Fair enough. Almost to a T, I had I think I'm one I think I had us at um nine wins right now. Mm-hmm. We're at eight wins. And I got nearly every single win and loss wrong. I got it. I got the record right, but I got nearly like who we beat and who we lost to. I got it all wrong, but it doesn't matter. Our record is the same. So I'm going to go with the hat. I'm going to give you a really weird score. I'm going to go Dolphins 19-17. Wow. I think okay. we I think we get a couple chip shot field goals uh, with uh, Jason Sanders. I think we're going to be inside the 20 a lot. But, uh, dude, we're, we're going to see something different. We're McDaniel is going to respond. I mean, I, I have to be optimistic, especially after that Monday, man. I, I'm going to go 1917. You know, what I appreciate about that is the fact that you said we're going to be in the 20 a lot. I think that that's the better takeaway from what you just said than, than the score and then the wins to loss. Cause I, I agree. Um, if you heard it, if you heard it in the beginning, I said, I, I could see us winning between 10 and 13 games. And that was our preseason picks. Um, where I said we have enough talent to win anywhere between 10 and 13. But, you know, Denny likes picking on just the latter of the 13. and not You said 11 to 13, and then I thought 13 was a bit blasphemous. All right, but but still, 11 is literally right there. It like if he like Ghost said, even if we lose uh, this Saturday. You can still hit 11. We yeah. can still hit Dude, 11. Two wins in the NFL is a big deal. 11 to 13 is a big fucking difference. Uh, whatever. But <laughs> before I go ahead and pick this game, uh, 305 Sports Wave was trying to be on, but she is coming back from Disney. This Saturday, we are going to be at Legends Tavern and Grill in Plantation. Um, I think Danny's going to join me. That That's kind of a 50-50 right there. Um, but uh, we're going to be doing a party event there, a watch party. Um, Bearded Fanatic may buy you some dinner while you're there. you you got to show up to see if that's going to happen or not. Um, but that's the goal, to have a good time, uh, eat some good food, talk – some good football and hopefully see a Dolphins victory. But I, I gotta admit- I've never gone to a watch party. How do those work? Like if you're asked, if your team's getting their ass kicked, does everybody leave early or do they stay? And I don't I don't mean to get their ass kicked. Did he? 
He Did called you? it you, 40 and I've slick. I've never been. I've never Tua. been. Tua watch Tua. Party. Oh, I like Tua it. Watch party. Still, I like that. I like that. You've never been to a watch party. I like that. So, like, do people party. leave early? Like, how does that work? I don't know. I've never been to I, I, I think for the most part, for the three that I've been to this year, nobody's left early. Um, I mean, nobody's even blown out then. Well, two, two were a win. One was a loss. And even during the loss, no, nobody left early. Good. Think about it. You're just having a good time. Well, for those who drink, you're drinking, you're eating good food, you're talking shit amongst peers that love the same thing you love. Because for the most part, when you go to these watch parties, you don't have any of the trollers at the watch party. These are like real fucking fans that want to be there watching the game. Right. Uh, but let's go ahead and pick this game. Uh, Danny, I'm kind of leaning with Ghost. I, I, it's going to be a tall task. I'm with you on that one. I, I don't think this team has shown enough for the last two weeks to say, yeah, we're going to go in there and handle business because they haven't shown you on the road yet these past two weeks that they're about that life. But, but with them coming back home, getting a new game plan for what they're going to run and some ultimately some bad weather, I'm kind of leaning that 13-10 victory as well. I don't think we're going to reach that higher spectrum of closer to 20. Um, I, I think, Ghost, you said you were going to get – you gave us 19. I think we do get, in, get into their side of the field. I do think we get some field goals, but I'm feeling like a 13-10 game. I, I – I, if they score more than 17, I see us losing this game. So if at any point you see that they've already put up 17 points, I don't think we're coming back. You could book, you could book me on that one. But I think if our if our defense continues to bend and not break, I honestly think we could escape Buffalo with a win. And honestly, I thought that if there was any point of us winning on this road trip, it should have been a win at San Fran. I thought the emotional aspect of it was going to be in place and we were going to take away that win. I thought the Chargers game was a win. And then ultimately – um, Buffalo was going to be the loss. Um, but I'm with you. I think that because of how bad the offense has looked over the last two weeks, I think they are going to fix it. And I have every faith in Mike McDaniel, and I have every faith in Tua that if they need him to play a different style of ball, he's going to abide by it, and he's going to do what he has to do to win this game. So I think 13-10 and the Dolphins escape Buffalo with a victory. If you guys were to win, I – would assume, and this is this is my prediction, that if they win, it's going to be because of your defense. As much as I've shitted on the defense on the road, yeah. it's going to be Probably. because of your defense. Their left tackle is out, right? We were getting in there at will last game. Oh, they're yeah. down like that's and, not even their starter. They're, they're, that's the second uh, offensive so tackle. If Jalen Phillips should have a day, another and, one you should and, say. And Josh Allen has thrown fifty. He has the most or second most uh, turnovers. He's lost four fumbles this season. Yeah. In the snow, again, I think the snow is going to play a part. Yeah, You guys can force a fumble. You guys can get into good field position with a turnover yeah. and maybe lead to a touchdown, right? You don't need to have a sustained drive. Maybe you just have a short field. So I, I think if you guys win, it'll be based on your defense, and your defense will come up with a big turnover because Josh Allen is prone to turnovers. I appreciate it, and, and I agree with you. Ghost, I have one more final point for you because um, you did touch on it. If we go into Buffalo, we handle our business. It kind of changes the narrative, and I think a lot of these trollers go away. But let me ask you a different question. Let's say we do go, end up this road trip 0-3, mm -hmm. and then we come back home. We handle business against the Packers. Let's say that we go on the road and we beat the Patriots, and we come back home and beat the Jets. Regardless of where we are at that point, if we do go 0-3 on this road trip, but then we go 3-0 to finish the season – are you happy with the outcome, regardless of us going zero and three on the road? Yeah, I had us. I had us ten and seven, eleven and six um, preseason. Yeah. So, like, the the problem with the Dolphins fans this year, uh, I shouldn't say problem, but the, this is what happened. We, I mean, I, I everyone that like I kind of associate myself with. I mean, nobody had us winning nine games. Like, we had ten games or eleven games. That was like the consensus. Yep. yep. But then you get deep. You get like six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks into the season. You're like. Okay, this team's like pretty good. Like we're we're yep. the top five offense. Two is number one in basically every stat. Defense is playing just good enough, and you you kind of raise your expectation mid season, and you can't do that. And you know I, everyone gets caught with that, but that's kind of what we did. So if they hit, I mean, if they hit eleven and six, just like you said, um, that's expectation for most people, for a lot of people, and it's probably over expectation for a lot of people. So um, yeah, you have to be happy with it because that's what you said preseason. Danny, anything else before we head up? Um, <clears throat> I think that if you guys were to lose this game and win the last three and end up with 11 wins, there's a good chance you end up with the fifth seed. And I think that that is the best spot for anybody that's not winning the division. Because if your award is to go and travel to either Tennessee or if somehow Jacksonville keeps playing well and ends up going and you end up playing either in Tennessee or in Jacksonville for your first playoff game, first round wildcard round, 
I think that's a sweet spot to be. So that's best case scenario. So even if you lose this this week, if you could win out and end up with 11 wins, you might end up with a, the, a favorable matchup regardless. Ghost, any any chance we get to see you at the Packers game or the Jets game? Oh, I am. Uh, the Packers game is the one home game I'm missing this year. Obviously, Christmas going to stay at home with the family. Yeah. But uh, I have everything booked for the Jets already. Where are you sitting? Uh, my tickets are I season tickets, so I'm in three forty four. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, so me and Danny it's, are. It's funny you say that because I want. I was looking at the season tickets for the Jets, and people were like, "Dude, you live in Miami. You're fucking crazy. You're gonna fly out there?" I was like, "It's just seven times bro, a year." Spirit, spirit out of Fort Lauderdale, bro. I haven't had a flight over hundred bucks. I know, especially if you fly in during the weekdays. Bro, you should. If you thought the Mexico, you should have seen last year. I was getting fl- round trip for like twenty six dollars from Newark. Oh, that's when nobody uh, was flying. Newark to Fort Lauderdale. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah that's nobody was flying. Yeah. Well, Danny and I, we are putting together, along with obviously Gotham City crew um, from the Jets side of it, we're trying to put a battle of sorts of tailgating versus the Jets tailgater, Frank, the the the, the, the Iron Chef champ, and we're going to get somebody from the Dolphin side. So we're going to have a nice little tailgate. So by, I'll definitely keep you in touch. We're yeah. going to give you our communication so we can link up together during the tailgate, man. It's going to be – it's definitely going to be fun. For sure, yeah. I'm always bouncing around, dude. I'm always bouncing around there. All right, Danny. Anything else? No, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Go Dolphins, baby. Listen, Ghost of Adam Gase, thank you so much for taking the time and talking some Dolphins football with us. I do appreciate you taking time out of your night to come on here and talk some Dolphins ball. Sir, it was a pleasure, to be honest with you. And uh, I look forward to doing this again. By the way, again, that Jets game, we're going to have a bunch of different guests throughout the week. We're going to make it as big as possible. So if if you're ready to hop on and talk some shit to the Jets fans, by all means, we'll have Gunny on the show as well, and it'll be fun to talk some real shit to Jets fans for that game. Love it. Love it, man. I'm. Uh, well, hopefully, it means something for both of us. Well accustomed to those North Jersey psychos, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 15 of the Battered Fins Fans podcast. I am the bearded fanatic. That is the Battered Jets fan, and you just witnessed the ghost of Adam Gase gracing the presence of our show. Have a great night. See you next time. <laughs>